welcome to the I Created That podcast. On this podcast, you can expect fun, laughter, inspiration, and some amazing tips to help you learn more about business, marketing, and Shopify. I'm your host, Sarah Jansel, a former 20-year corporate veteran and executive turned creative entrepreneur. Today, I'm the CEO of my own company, Jansel & Co., where we help clients build, brand, and grow awesome Shopify stores. I'll be hosting some of my favorite guests on the show to share some exclusive tips about how to start a business, grow a business, and feature some super cool entrepreneurs and business partners who can help you do it too. Let's get started. Welcome to the I Created That podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jansel, and today we are talking to a very special guest, David Wax. David is a serial entrepreneur, and his latest venture, Handwritten, is bringing back the lost art of writing through scalable robot-based solutions that write your notes in pen. Developed as a platform, Handwritten lets you send notes from your CRM system, such as Salesforce, your website, apps, including Shopify friends, and Kajabi. Uh, or any other custom integration. So used by major mailbox companies, e-com giants, nonprofits, professionals all over the place. We're going to hear more about this from David. Uh, Handwritten is changing the way brands and people connect. So welcome to the show, David. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for having me on your, your podcast here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. I, when I, how to reach out about your brand and about you and took a look at what you were doing. I just thought it was such a a cool business. I was really excited to have you on. And I mean, I feel like I've given the Coles Notes version of probably you and what you do. So maybe if you could just start out telling us a little bit about you and how you got into your business. Yeah, sure. So um, back in 2004, I started my last business, which was a text messaging company. So we allowed people to um, communicate with brands like Abercrombie and Fitch, Toys R Us, Sam's Club, Office Max, um, Auto Trader, um, all, all these big brands. And what I realized was we were kind of part of the problem because over the course of the 10 years I ran that company, um, you know, electronic communication really proliferated. And then, you know, so by the time I ended that, the average office worker was receiving over 150 emails a day. They were sending and receiving thousands of text messages a month. Um, And then you add in all the new stuff like tweets and Slack and Teams and all the rest, all the stuff I had to shut down before getting on this podcast. Um, It's really overkill and people feel like all this digital communication is just noise. But what I thought really stood out was old fashioned handwritten notes. when I'd receive a handwritten card, I'd not only open it and read it, but I put it on display. And I noticed at my last company, if people received a handwritten card, it was put on their bookshelf behind them or their desk or whatever. So I thought, gee, wouldn't it be cool if there was a way to automate handwritten notes in a, in a way that seemed very authentic and real, but attainable? Because if you ask a CEO or a head of marketing for a large organization to sit down and write a thousand thank you notes, um, as much as they might want to, other stuff is always going to get in the way. And you can push that down to your customer service reps. Same thing. They can maybe get out four or five a day, but pretty soon it becomes like a whole day task, right? And they have to do their job. So how can you do this in a scalable way that still seems very authentic? And that's kind of what we came up with. So we started in 2014. It's now 2013 or or 2023 rather. So we've been doing this nine years. 
We're the oldest company in the world that does this. Um, we use 175 robots that we build ourselves wow. in our facility in Tempe, Arizona. Um, now we actually lease those robots out to third-party logistics companies, but we send tens of thousands of notes a day for brands, big and small, whether it's Shopify, and I have a plug-in I can talk about for Shopify, or um, high-end luxury brands, uh, eyewear companies, department store chains, car manufacturers. I mean, the list goes on and on. And what people realize is that while a handwritten note doesn't replace email and text and the rest, it certainly adds to it. And it creates a very personal touch point between two and four times a year that can really elevate your brand, set you apart and retain customers better than any other way. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love what you were saying because I was I was almost kind of smiling because I'm like I have a couple of handwritten notes that have been sent to me that are literally on, you know, the cabinet that's behind me where we're recording yep. here. And there's really something to that. I think when you get something like that it is a little bit rare, I think, and you know, it does feel more personal, more meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we have stories, so the story I always tell is a um, piano tuner based in Pennsylvania and they tune your piano. They only have to tune your piano once a year. It stays in tune beyond that, but they automate sending a handwritten note after they tune your piano, thanking for the opportunity to come into your home and tune the piano. When they return to your home a year later, not only is that handwritten note there, but it's standing up on the piano. So mm -hmm. it's it's been opened, it's been read, it's now on display on probably their prized possession in their home, in the fanciest room in their house. And that is real estate you cannot buy. You cannot buy mm -hmm. that as an advertiser. So it's a very unique, people hold handwritten notes in such high regard that it's bound to make an impact. At least get read, if not you know, kept on the shelf behind them forever. Mm -hmm, definitely. And so I'd love to know kind of went from text because I'm like text has obviously its own, you know, yeah. um, you know, platform and what that's for and all of that and then handwritten notes. And so you've obviously had your own personal experiences that have gone into that. But what would have been the trigger? Because I'm like, that's you're still working with robots. So we're still talking digital here. But yeah. I would love to know kind of the, the shift that went there, right? Yeah, so it really was, um, I ran the text messaging company for 10 years, I sold the company, I was kind of like, what am I going to do now? And um, I just saw this trend and, and everything going digital. And when everything goes pivots right, you should try pivoting left and seeing if you can differentiate, differentiate yourself that way. Um, I'd also kind of built up a little bit of an expertise in messaging going from text mm -hmm. to handwritten notes. So I thought this might be a good way to leverage that. And then I also saw what was happening with hand, uh, text messages and the regulation, the TC in the States, there's something called the Telecommunications Privacy Act um, and some other things that were making that industry very risky. And I thought, you know, there's no risk in handwritten notes and it's not going to annoy anybody. So yeah, we were sending a million text messages a day. Now we're happy to send a couple, you know, 10,000, 20,000 handwritten notes a day. I'm, I don't know if I said uh, a million text messages a day. Now we're sending a couple, you know, dozen thousand uh, handwritten notes. So it's a different scale, but the impact's different too. I mean, um, mm -hmm. so for instance, we work with car dealerships. 
And if they replace their printed notes to drive you into the car dealership with a handwritten note, they see a 27 times greater response rate. So, wow. you know, the, the results are in, you know, it's a much more effective way. I think a lot of it just comes down to getting the envelope open and uh, handwritten envelopes have a three times greater open rate than printed envelopes. Mm -hmm. But even beyond that, then people will take notice of it, read it and take action on it. And coupon redemption rates are higher. We have a um, suit, bespoke suit maker out of Vancouver that uses us. They get their highest coupon redemptions all year using us. Um, we have obviously response rates to car dealerships, but you know we even have um, a flat pack furniture company where they ship furniture to your house and they have people calling into their customer support line crying because of the wow. handwritten notes. And I think honestly, that was mostly due to COVID. You know, people during COVID felt very lonely and uh, needed somebody to talk to and felt appreciated that the brand took a moment to send them a handwritten note. But it does speak to the fact that handwritten notes hold a special place in everybody's heart. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So 175 robots. I feel like you dropped that and then walked away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. How did you get into that business? Was this something you were, you know, kind of into before or did this just kind of all come to be, you know, working no. on what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> so when I, when I started, we actually used an off the shelf um, auto pen, it's called. It's like, okay. It kind of looks pretty old fashioned, but it holds a pen and it can write. But dealing with that, it wouldn't remember, it wouldn't know when it ran out of ink. Um, it was kind of like an old school printer where you'd have to hook it into one laptop. So it became unscalable. It was very hard to set up paper sizes. It was like nudge it this way, nudge it that way. There was no science to it. So it wasn't a scalable solution. Additionally, at the time, the company that sold them to me had weird non-competes with other clients and they could only sell me eight of them. And uh, their response was potentially start another company and start it with that, but that became untenable. So uh, we decided we had to create our, our own robot and it took several years. We're on revision about five or six on that. We have the writing down and now it's about process integration because sending one handwritten note is very different than sending a thousand is very different than sending 10,000 or a hundred thousand. So. Um, now the robots write the note, they QA the note, they can um, barcode the note it, with an invisible marking so that um, our automated stuffing machines can stuff that in the correct envelope, which reduces risk and, and speeds time. So we've spent a lot of time really kind of automating this end-to-end -end flow and it's a very proprietary system. Um, but because we built the robots ourselves, we're able to reduce our costs to scale. So as we grow, mm -hmm. we don't need to spend as much money to keep up with the growth, if that makes sense. Versus if we were using that other robot, which a lot of companies still do, th those were much more expensive than what we build internally and it would hinder our growth. Yeah, that's amazing. Good for you. And I think you mentioned earlier, there's other opportunities probably for that too, which is really awesome. So, yeah, we lease them out yeah. and um, we're, we've patented technology associated with the robot. And some of that is applicable beyond handwriting robots. It's just system um, patents. So, so yeah, mm -hmm. so we're doing all that. But, um, but it was really kind of um, when I was in university back in the day, I had the opportunity to 
sit down to dinner with Conan O'Brien. And oh, wow. over that <laughs> over that dinner, he gave me the only advice I've ever really remembered for 25 years. I guess it's been about 25 years, which was always get in over your head. And mm. building our own robot was our way of was my way of getting in over my head. Like I had no clue how to do that. But we hired mechanical engineers. I provided the software. We put it together. It failed. We did it again and again. And then eventually we found a solution that worked. Wow. That's incredible. Good advice yeah. too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it feels yeah. feels comfortable. It might not be big enough, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. So I'm curious to talk a little bit about, you gave an example, obviously, of the car dealerships, the piano uh, company as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously, this is a differentiator. Um, we can get into ROI, but I would love to know kind of what are some of the things that you're seeing brands do with these handwritten notes that are really setting them apart in their industry? Honestly, it's nothing fancy. It's sending a thank you. And we live in, an, I think Canada might be a bit different than the States. But uh, in the States, it's kind of this expectation you're going to buy from me. Of course, you're going to buy from me. We're the best. Why wouldn't you buy from <laughs> me? But really what it should be, it, it should be a culture of gratitude, of thanking for that sale. Because as much as you think you're the best, there's still a million people selling the same thing on Amazon. There's, um, you could go to Alibaba and, and get it custom made there or they could choose not to buy anything at all or find a completely different solution that serves the same needs. So providing a level of gratitude goes a long way. Now, if you wanna throw in a, you know, we're a small business appeal, rate and review us on Amazon or rate us on whatever you can do that. But I always preach what I call the full stop thank you, which is just saying thank you full stop. Don't ask for anything because as soon as you start asking for something, it's gonna seem less genuine. So mm -hmm. I think really just saying thank you. And a lot of organizations, whether it's a e-tail operation or a nonprofit, they lose a lot of sales because they're not grateful, especially nonprofits. Um, so, you know, we did a survey of 2,000 um, consumers. They didn't know it was for handwritten. They just knew they were, they were being surveyed. And uh, they were asked if they felt appreciated by brands and by and large, like 85% said they're not appreciated by brands, um, or they may, you know, felt appreciated by the brand. And they said, and we asked them, well, if you did feel appreciated, what would you do? And they would of course buy more, refer more, buy more often, buy larger ticket items. I mean, it's all obvious stuff, but people don't do that. They don't take that, um, they don't go that step of thanking their customers. So we've created a system for Salesforce. We also have our website and we have APIs to these other systems, but um, we've created a system where in Salesforce, you can trigger handwritten notes automatically. So you can say after first purchase, after they spend a certain amount of money, um, if they buy a specific product, so maybe somebody buys the new fancy jeans or whatever, and you wanna say, um, you know, we love that you're trying these new jeans. We're very excited to offer them. You can do that. Um, and it's really just get in the habit of sending, triggering a handwritten note every year, maybe to these customers to make them feel like they matter, that they're a person, not just a line item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think it's so key too, because what you were saying there, right? I think a lot of times 
brands, my experience has been, okay, if I'm going to do this, then what's sort of the output for what I'm doing? And right. And, and I get that, like, you know, obviously you're a business and you got things that you need to run and all of that. But the thing I think we often forget is that we're dealing with humans and there's so much more to that relationship (laughs) than just the ROI and the, the, the depth that that relationship can be from something as simple as that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I understand that entirely um, my response just to be a little bit edgy on it. Yeah, is if be you're cheeky. A- if, you're, <laughs> if you're asking the question, you're asking the wrong question. Like, you know, why are you asking for an ROI on a thank you note? That's absurd. It, the, the cost to acquire that client is often $50, $100 or more. And then if you're a brand with some sort of recurring revenue model or repurchase or you're a large ticket item, hundreds of or thousands of dollars, like if you're a car dealer, and you're asking what's the return on a $3 handwritten note, it's like, how much of what you do, you don't ask that question at all and is a total waste, right? But because people are so focused on digital and the ROI on digital, they think they can do that on a lot of other things. But um, I think oftentimes you're asking the wrong question. That said, I can give you some case studies. Sure. We work with a snack box company. They do, mm. um, office subscription snacks. So, you know, every month you get a box of snacks that might include potato chips and trail mix and whatever else. What they found was if they screwed up with a client um, and they sent them a handwritten note and an extra apology box of snacks, a win back box, that client would actually have a higher lifetime value than Mm. if they never were screwed up with in the first place. So they kind of A-B, A-B tested that way. So what was their response then? Screw up with everybody, send everybody a win back, send everybody a handwritten <laughs> note and raise raise all tides. So, so, you know, I think a lot of the ROI is very qualitative, not quantitative. It's kind of hard to tell, but, you know, you can do your A-B tests and kind of look at it that way. Or I think you should really ask yourself, um, you know, what's, what's better attracting and ret- or retaining an existing client and what's the cost of acquisition of a new client and how does cost of acquisition compare to retaining and if you can retain that client and build that client and have that client refer you know it's hard to measure that mm-hmm. yeah and i mean i say that all the time i'm like your hottest lead is always the last person who did business with you always always yeah. always always whether they buy again depending on your brand and what type of product you sell and that kind of thing or they're referring you out like if you can strengthen that then you're ahead of the game right organic is going to be way stronger than any ad typically is going to be able to do for you so yeah very cool Um, I would love to kind of hear from you a little bit on, uh, cause we do have a Shopify audience yeah. and we also have a Kajabi audience. So kind of a mix of product and service. So I can definitely see this playing in a space, but you mentioned an integration with Shopify. So maybe we can yeah. talk a little bit about that and yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, to my understanding, we're the only penned note plugin for Shopify. Actually, I believe there is one more, but, um, we're the largest provider of this service. So I, you know, please try us. I think, I think you'll be very happy, but what you can do is you can go on handwritten.com. You can design a custom card. It can either be a folded card. You know, this is not client specific, but it could be a folded card with your company image and your logo on it, full bleed um, card, or it could be a flat card. 
Um, so you design that on handwritten.com, then you go into Shopify, you install our Shopify plugin from the Shopify marketplace. Once you do that, you can go in and configure it with these rules. So first purchase, anniversary of purchase, um, hitting a purchase threshold. So, you know, fifth purchase or spent $50 or 500, whatever those uh, items are. And then you just hit go and you choose the card. You choose the handwriting style. If you want to sign them with your signature, like, like you can see there, you can, you can have the note signed with your signature and that we will take care of the rest. We will uh, either build your Shopify account, which Shopify mm -hmm. would like best, or you can go to handwritten and sign up for a subscription or prepay to keep the costs much lower. So that's kind of how we, that's kind of how we do it. Um, for Kajabi and some of these other platforms, if they integrate with Zapier or Make, mm -hmm. yep, there's, this, there's Zapier and then there's also this thing called Make. Um, if it yep. integrates with Zapier, we could do the same thing. It's just not yeah. as, it's not as, you know, user-friendly as being directly within the platform, but we're happy to walk you through that. We have integration specialists here that can assist you with that. Yeah, that's amazing. So for those of you who are asking questions and we get them all the time about building customer loyalty, yeah. David Wax, friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> well, that's not me, believe me. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would be doing you a disservice, but uh, but the company does a great job and, and uh, you know, we'd love to help. And yeah, and, um, you know, every card could be custom. Um, once you de design it on the website, it's available everywhere. Um, we have birthday card campaigns. In addition to the web, uh, the Shopify integration, we can do multi-step campaigns, birthday card campaigns, prospecting. So if you own a little mm. store somewhere and you want to target a specific area, we partner with data providers to pull that data in. And, and at no charge to you, you can send handwritten notes um, to those people. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much it applies to e-com, but to like realtors and, and service yep. owners, that type of thing, it applies. Um, and yeah, I mean, pretty much the sky's the limit there. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I saw there was all kinds of seasonal things as well. So it feels like the world's kind of your oyster when it comes to <laughs> being yeah, able yeah, to yeah. Whether it's yeah. uh, hot dog day or Christmas, we've got cards for everything in between. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, any last pieces of advice you might have if yeah. people are like, this sounds cool, you know, yep. like, tell me what I should do here. <laughs> well, what I think you should do is I think you should go to the store and buy a pen and buy a box of thank you cards and see how it goes. You know, it's not about using handwritten with a Y, my company. It's about sending handwritten with an I notes. And if mm -hmm. you realize it works for you, but it's a hard to scale solution, then find a company like Handwritten. You know, I'd like that company to be us, but maybe it's not us. But I think you'll see the the magic of sending a handwritten note really does apply and it really does impact your clients in meaningful ways. So that's what I'd say. If you want to see our handwriting and ensure that it looks authentic and real, please visit handwritten.com, H-A-N-D-W-R-Y-T-T-E-N.com. Um, you can click business at the top and request a whole mm -hmm. sample kit. And then if you sign up, use discount code podcast and you'll get $5 to send somebody a card. So, um, so yeah, and, and pricing scales, you know, if you just go on our site and send one card, it could be $3 and 25 cents. If you prepay or subscribe or place a bulk order, there's a lot of ways to get discounts, um, substantial discounts of 50% or more. 
Yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Run, don't walk. (laughs) That's awesome. We'll include that uh, in the show notes too, if you're okay with that. So of course, please. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, um, and if people have questions about this, I mean, they just head over to the website then anywhere else they need to reach. Yeah. Um, you can reach out to me, David at handwritten.com. Um, you can contact our support line contact at handwritten.com. Um, we're active on all the socials. You can find us there and people tend to respond to comments and chats and that stuff that way. So, um, yeah, we're, we're everywhere and, and please give us, you know, please request some free samples and see for yourself how they look. And, um, you know, we can help you brainstorm how to make this effective for your, for your e-tail brand. Yeah. This is incredible. Thank you so much, David. So much knowledge. Uh, I love that we've kind of covered all the bases in terms of, you know, why this is such a cool thing to do and no time like the future. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) To get your your brand to stand out here. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. And if you're listening to this, we'll catch you in the next episode. hope you enjoyed today's episode and it helped you learn more about starting a business, growing a business, and doing more on Shopify. If you love this episode, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Your ratings and comments will go a long way to ensuring more people can find this podcast and all of the helpful tips that come along with it. And if you're looking for more awesome tips, you can follow me on Instagram at at Sarah Jansel or my business at Jansel & Co., Or if you're just starting out and looking to build a Shopify store, make sure you hop on over to my website at www.janselandco.com slash free guide for the latest tips on how to be successful. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.